Hello, welcome back to the Guidance from Within podcast. I am your friend and host, Brittany Woods, bridging the seen and unseen worlds of our reality. Welcome to 2021. It is here and it has started off with quite the bang. I have gone through a very interesting week and a half and this podcast episode is going to be like a diary entry. And before you go, I don't want to listen to that. Let me explain a little deeper. This podcast episode is going to get really personal. It's going to get personal because I believe in the power of the personal. When it comes to sharing and connecting and helping others, when we get personal is when true transformation can happen. So, Overall, I'm going to dive into a huge change for myself this year and what that means. It's a a big move. I'm going to dive into childhood trauma. Yes, childhood trauma and trigger warning if you are sensitive to physical, mental, emotional abuse. Please don't listen if you don't want to hear about things that I've been through that deal with all of those things. I respect your decision. Exit the podcast now and maybe turn on something a little lighthearted. This podcast will be lighthearted, I promise, but there are going to be specifics in this podcast that do deal with um, things that are not going to be comfortable. So I want to put that out there before we get too deep into the conversation. Another thing I'm going to talk about in this podcast is meeting my inner goddess. So when it comes to making this huge change that I'm going to talk about, healing my childhood trauma or starting to heal it. It also involves meeting my inner goddess, meeting my higher self, and allowing her, this divine goddess, to lead me into a childhood healing. And it's going to involve shifts, changes that have been happening in my life, a vibrational upgrade, a frequency upgrade, downloads that I have received from spirit, And it's going to be a beautiful episode. It's going to be like you're reading my diary. And I'm really um, honored to be able to share the story with you. And I'm so grateful that you're here listening. So first, we're going to start off with a story. 19-year-old Brittany, 21-year-old Brittany, 22-year-old Brittany. I'm currently 25, but I grew up since I was 14 learning energy healing, learning esoteric healing. And then when I turned 16, I received my first intuitive reading. Since then, um, growing through teenage years, growing through these young, young adult years, I received intuitive readings. And over and over again, each reader I would go to said, I see Hawaii. I see Hawaii as being a home base for you. I see Hawaii as somewhere you're going to settle down and grow roots. But you're still going to travel, you're going to do a lot of a lot of things, but Hawaii is going to be your home. And at the time I'm going, hmm, okay, let me get a degree first, let me finish my bachelor's degree, let me figure out how I can afford Hawaii, let me figure out where life is going to bring me, I'll put that on the back burner. Right, so this idea of Hawaii was super out there. I had been to Hawaii, I spent two weeks in Hawaii, I loved it, could totally see myself living there, but it wasn't a... Um, a life goal or a dream that I could grasp just yet. So again, put it on the back burner. Three months ago, 
My friend, my best friend, we've been friends since we were age 10 and 11 years old. She looked at me and she said, do you want to move to Hawaii? (laughs) And I said, well, let me think about that. (laughs) Let me think about that. That's a big decision. That was two and a half months ago, and we are full swing into the planning of moving to Hawaii. And trust me, I'm not going to spend this podcast the next hour, 45 minutes talking about Hawaii. I'm not going to do that. This blends into all of the things that I mentioned earlier because I'm giving you puzzle pieces to a bigger picture. So we're going to start with the Hawaii story. For years, I would dream that I was swimming in the ocean beside a beautiful island. And for years, I would dream that I was going to the ocean from my home on a beautiful island, going to swim in the ocean. And I never realized these dreams I would wake up having that were so vivid of living in Hawaii were calling to me. These little seed thoughts that spirit was giving me, hey, hey, (laughs) remember that Hawaii idea? Start thinking about that again. And so it didn't surprise me that my friend would come to me, someone I trust so dearly, love unconditionally, would love to move somewhere with, would ask me, hey, I'm ready. Are you ready to do this? So I'm taking a leap of faith, and so is she, and we're in the midst of planning this huge move. Well, with that comes extra expenses, uh, Room and board is going to skyrocket compared to where I'm living now in the North Carolina mountains. And I'm really, really struggling with this idea of how can I have abundance and an income that suits me in Hawaii so that I have my basic needs met versus my basic needs being met in the North Carolina mountains. Because they're very two different economies, very two different um, living expenses. So it's really really struggling with, do I need to to change my business, my offerings? Do I need to, um, do I need to change my pricing and, and, and things surrounding that, right? So this was a trigger for me. And I realized what had been happening because I've been fully giving Akashic Record readings and energy healing treatments for a year now. It's super exciting. It's been a year. I'm, I'm so, so grateful. The past year has been such a journey. But a lot of these insecurities and these self-worth issues started bubbling up within me. And my mental and emotional body were super drained and exhausted because I feel like if you're going to be of service and truly help humanity, it needs to be accessible. Everyone needs the healing work. Everyone should be able to tap in and receive messages from their spirit guides, right? Which I still stand by. So I was undervaluing my services and the work that I do simply because I felt like as long as the money coming in was exactly the amount of money going out each month, I had shelter, I have food, my bills are paid, I'm good. So these things started surfacing around abundance and wealth and, and, and this almost need to, I need more coming in each month so then I can move to Hawaii and so that I can have a sustainable um, living situation in Hawaii, right? So this started, the move of Hawaii triggered for me my issues surrounding abundance, income, wealth, and money, and self-worth. That's why I wanted to start with Hawaii because it started triggering, how can I afford that? I'm going to put the Hawaii 
and my insecurities and issues surrounding wealth, money, and abundance aside for a moment. We're going to move into me speaking about childhood trauma and me speaking about um, my healing journey. Just yesterday, I received an Akashic Record reading from a dear friend. I love this woman. (laughs) She's amazing. She's in the Asheville area. And she gave me my first Akashic Record reading ever. So I felt very trusting being able to go to her with some really deep-seated issues. We talked about the Hawaii move, but then we really started moving into sacral chakra health. We started moving into my reproductive health, my monthly cycle, being a female and ovulation and having a period. And what I expressed was my lack of intimacy with myself and with my partner, the pain, the pain that I am holding each month when I bleed and go through this cycle, it truly, it, it, the pain, I can't describe it. it. It energetically wipes me. It emotionally wipes me. I can't move or do anything for two days. And this is not a way that a woman should live her life. There is no need for this type of pain surrounding, surrounding something you're going to go through every single month, Right? So we start delving into this and talking about this and what came up within my Akashic Records was you're ready to heal your relationships to men who were in your life at a young age. Your body is physically holding onto a vibration, onto this pain because emotionally You have not yet processed the trauma and things that you have gone through in your childhood. So your body is physically holding on to pain for you going, hey, there's work that needs to be done here. Hey, you're in pain because you have emotional trauma that you have not yet delved into, that you have not yet uh, worked on. And it wasn't that I did not actively work on things that I have gone through in my childhood. It was that mentally and emotionally, I was not yet ready to come face to face with what I had gone through when I was younger. I was not yet ready. And I want to say something really important. It doesn't matter how hard you work to heal, to, um, to really get over something painful, to really move past trauma, to really move past um, and, and really just get, get past the memories that haunt you, right? You can work so hard to do that, but healing is not going to happen at a deep soul level until you are truly ready, until your soul knows that you are truly ready. A year ago, even, or two years ago, I would not have been mentally and emotionally ready to start resurfacing what I had gone through with men in my childhood. I wasn't ready. But the past year of me delving into my Akashic Records, giving Akashic Record readings, giving energy, esoteric healing treatments, giving myself esoteric healing treatments more often, what started happening is... I sent up a vibration of, I'm ready for deep healing. 
And the more that I allowed my frequency, the more that I allowed myself to be held in the higher frequency of this light of the Akashic Records, the vibrational frequency of the Akashic Records, channeling the vibrational healing frequencies during esoteric healing treatments. Until I was doing that weekly, I was not emotionally and mentally ready to dive into deep-seated wounds, deep-seated pain from when I was six, seven, eight years old until now. So yesterday I'm in this Akashic Record reading and I'm asking about sacral chakra work and this lack of intimacy with myself and my partner and the <clears throat> the um, bad pain every single month of my cycle. And we start going, hmm, it's because you have not yet healed or allowed yourself to face healing that needs to happen with men in your childhood. So what happens from here? We go, we are guided, me and my reader, we are guided to go in to say a prayer of forgiveness. What came through from my own spirit team during this reading was, you have not yet forgiven yourself or the men who harmed you and the men who harmed your loved ones. How can you, and I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking, well, how can I forgive men who physically and sexually abused myself and my sister? How can I forgive men who inappropriately touched me, who mentally, mentally shaped my self-esteem in such a way at a young age that I'm going to spend years to come in my adult life trying to overcome and I had to forgive myself for being young and for not having a voice and for being so young and in that seven eight year old old body and brain to not speak out to not have a voice I had to forgive myself for not speaking up and speaking out for for my sister speaking up and speaking out for myself what happened was a great uncle molested and physically abused my older sister she's only a year older than me at that time we lived with a grandmother we lived with an aunt and we lived with a great uncle and i was eight years old my sister was nine. I was in, I think maybe the third grade. Yeah, about the third grade. And that weekend it happened, we were home alone with our great uncle. And he inappropriately and was molesting my older sister. And my sister came to our bedroom and told me what happened. And I didn't say anything. I said, you need to tell someone. You need to tell someone. But I... I shut down. What was I supposed to do? I had nowhere to go. I didn't have people I trusted. I went to school the next day. This is the craziest part. I went to school the next day and didn't tell a soul. I went to school the next day knowing that the police were at my house. My great uncle was going to be put in jail for what he had done. My sister did actually speak up and 
told her story, even though the rest of our family members thought she was lying at first. They were actually more upset at my sister than they were at the man who inappropriately touched her. Shocking, right? Blame the victim. Yep, that was exactly what was happening. So I go to school. I go to my my second or third grade class. I, I really can't remember the exact age. We tend to uh, block out those kind of details during these situations, right? But I go to class and I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell a friend. I didn't tell a teacher. I didn't tell a counselor. I never had counseling growing up. I've had one therapy session in my life and that was when I was 21 years old. So what happened was I started shutting down. I lost a voice. And when it came to sexuality and when it came to a woman's body and her owning her own sexuality, I shut down. Well, if this is what's going to happen to me for being sexual, why, why would I want that for myself? If this is how men are going to treat women, why would I want that for myself? But what really stuck with me is that I had to forgive myself for shutting down, for not speaking out, because it's not my fault. And I never let myself process these emotions because, again, I didn't tell a soul. I never let myself process what had happened in that situation. And moving on, as I got older and as my sisters got older, we became more independent. Another trigger warning I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to talk about a rape that happened. An uncle that I grew up with, I lived with him from time to time. So if you know my story, you'll know that. I didn't have parents. I lived with random family members. One of those random family members is an uncle. And from that young age, again, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, this uncle that I lived with, not the great uncle that I just mentioned, a different uncle. So this uncle would always slap my butt. Again, a little girl seven, eight, nine, ten years old, he would run up behind, this is a 30-year-old man, by the way, he would run up behind me and slap me on the butt. Every time I said, do not do that, don't do that, I don't like that, and I would cry every single time. Did it stop him? No. He kept doing it. He kept doing it. So here I am, again, fourth grade, third grade, living with a a different uncle now in my life who is inappropriately touching me every time I go home, right? I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell a friend. I didn't tell a teacher. And I definitely did not go see a counselor. So let's fast forward. Years later, I'm 15 years old. At the age of 11, I was adopted and I started living with my adopted mom. (laughs) And this uncle was still in my life to a degree because my sisters still lived with my biological family. So even though I was adopted, my two sisters, my older sister, younger sister, still lived with my biological family. 
I'm 15 years old at this point. Out of the out of the the situation I was in, I have a family that is super supportive and cares about me. I was adopted, right? But I still keep in touch with my biological family here and there. News comes through that my older sister was sexually assaulted, raped by my uncle. The same uncle who for years I would have to endure inappropriate touching. He raped my older sister when she was 16 years old. And you know, the same situation happened where she was the victim. She was lying or that she needed to lie so that this uncle would not be put in prison. Right? So they convinced my sister that she was in the wrong. And even though she had told the police, she told she then told the police that she was lying about the whole situation. Years later after that, this same uncle ended up getting a 15 or 16-year-old pregnant. Okay, years later. And now he is finally in prison. And I'm telling you about this man because this is one of the men that I had to dive super deep within myself to be able to send love to, to be able to send peace to, to wish him the best. If I had not done that, I would still still feel powerless when it would come to him. And recently, over the past two months, I've been dreaming that he comes into my life and is touching me again. So I keep having these reoccurring dreams when my subconscious mind is going, hey, you're still afraid. You still have work to do with your relationship in this man. So I'm dreaming of him coming into my room and hurting me. That was a huge, a huge moment for me within my Akashic Records to offer healing to myself, to be able to forgive this man and to be able to forgive myself, to be able to forgive myself and me not speaking up and to be able to forgive this man because deep, deep, deep within there, there is a divine spark. Deep within that man, there is a divine presence And I pray to God, I pray to all that is, that one day on his journey here on earth, that he may find peace and that he may find an unconditional love for himself so that he may then find love for others. That is no easy task to do. And it's no easy task for me to do, to be able to forgive myself for things I didn't say or to be able to advocate for my sister more, or to be able to stand up for myself more. I have to forgive myself at that young age, that little girl, and let her know that she's okay, and she did the best she could with what she had. I want you to take a deep breath. I can feel you're kind of, whoever's listening, whoever's going to listen to this, I feel like you're kind of, your shoulders are tight and you need a deep breath, and I do too. Take a deep breath. Because that is part of my healing and what I've been going through the past few days. Another healing I had to do was with another uncle, I'm not going into his story, with another uncle and forgiving him for his own 
his own wrongdoings. I had to dive deep within myself to really forgive my father. A father who I don't know, a father who I've only met a few times. And one of those times that I did spend time with my father, he open-handed slapped me and he took a a piece of, I don't know if it was a, like a little play sword, like a metal plastic sword, where he actually hit my leg and left a bruise. My father has anger issues. He has mental health issues. He's been in prison most of his life. And when we were around each other, we're so different, right? That he laid hands on me more than once. And that was when I was seven years old. And then the second time was when I was 12 years old. And I had to forgive him and move on and forgive myself, again, for not voicing, for not telling, for not speaking up. But again, when you're afraid, you have nowhere to turn. You have no one else to talk to. The only people to talk to are people that will tell you you're lying or that you're wrong or will ignore the situation, right? I haven't seen my father in probably a decade, and I don't plan to, (laughs) but I still had to dive deep and forgive him and forgive myself in those situations to help me move on. So I really dived deep within that Akashic Record reading, and, and then later on, I gave myself a hot bath, I went and took an Epsom salt bath, and I dived deeper into my Akashic Records on my own, and I did a huge healing. What happened was what I had gone through with these men, and those are situations that I feel comfortable sharing, that I now feel strong enough sharing that story and those stories. Because whoever's listening to this, I truly feel that there is still healing to do. And I don't want you to think that healing is not going to happen or it hasn't happened because it's going to happen when you're ready. I'm 25 and those Things I mentioned to you happened over a decade ago. And I am still going through the process of releasing and healing that trauma. Okay? So I'm sending you a hug. When you are ready to heal, it's going to happen. And you're going to be ready for it. So don't rush your healing. Do not rush your healing. Okay? It's all in divine timing. Now I'm going to shift gears because I had to do a huge healing for myself, that childhood trauma to help heal and start to heal. There's layers to this, right? I'm not, I'm in one healing session. I'm done. I don't have anything else to heal. I feel great, right? That's not how this works. There are layers to my healing. There are more tears that are going to be shed during this healing process, but I've started and I feel like more myself. I feel like such a stronger woman because I can acknowledge And I can be in a a place in my life to acknowledge the trauma and to forgive. I was not ready to forgive until now. And the more that I dive into these childhood wounds, the more that I dive into that self-esteem, that insecurity, being the woman I am today versus being uh, the very kind of sad and lonely and voiceless child that I was, I'm reintegrating who I was as a child. I'm holding myself as a child. 
I today and being that advocate for myself that I needed as a child. I'm going to say that again because it's very powerful. I myself today and being the advocate that I needed when I was a child. And that cannot be rushed. It can't be rushed. Okay, now you're thinking, okay, but what about your inner goddess? How is your highest self, how is your inner goddess coming into play here? So last night I went into my Akashic Records. I did a forgiveness ceremony. I did a healing for myself. All of a sudden, my spirit guides take me to this golden room. It's a golden temple. And all of a sudden I see this goddess. Golden, radiating golden goddess in front of me. And she has this really long golden staff with her and it's representing her power it's representing her strength it's representing her immortality for the strength and this power and her divine goddess energy to to carry on through eons right it's all the staff is and the gold staff is representative of all these things so i enter the temple And she says, I need, um, she asks me to make an offering to the temple and to her, right? And so I'm thinking, oh, like a blood offering? Like a blood offering? Because I'm in this temple, in this etheric realm, in the Akashic Records. I'm in a golden temple. What can I offer? So I ask her if she wants a blood offering. And what's interesting is I am bleeding. So I am bleeding during my cycle during this time. So I ask her, do you want a blood offering? She says, no. I want another offering. She says, your blood is precious and valuable. Your blood is yours. She wants me to keep it. She's like, your blood is yours. I want a different offering. And so what did I do? I started singing. When I was really young, I thought I was going to grow up and be a superstar because I could sing, right? I thought I would write my own songs and go on world tours and be on stage and sing. You ask anyone who grew up next to me, I was singing all the time. I thought I would be like a great, a great pop singer and everyone would love it, right? Because I had a, I have a passion for singing and I truly love singing and I truly love sound healing. So what do I do? I drop into what I know and I start singing a mantra. I start singing Rama Dasa Sa Se So Hung. And that is a mantra of healing. It's the first one that came to my mind, and it's the first one I started chanting to her. And after I, I chanted, and after I was chanting in this golden temple with this goddess, what happened was she gave me the staff, this golden staff. And I realized in that moment, I wasn't in her temple and I wasn't speaking to a goddess. I was in my temple speaking to my highest self. I wasn't separate from this divine goddess or this temple. I was one with this temple and with the divine goddess. And when I realized this, we had this huge integration happen 
where I was surrounded by gold light. And every man in my childhood that had traumatized or hurt me, I could forgive in the snap of a fingers. And what started happening was, I no longer felt insecure. I no longer felt any part of me that was worthless. I no longer felt fear. I no longer felt any of these lower vibrational frequencies that had been trapped deep, deep, deep within me when it came to my relationship with men, specifically older men who were supposed to be caretakers for me. And all of a sudden, I feel more of a woman than I have felt my entire adulthood life. And she guided me through this beautiful healing ceremony to forgive myself, to forgive those who have hurt me. And she wanted me to know, these are her words, the goddess has risen and may she never forget herself again. And this actually brings tears to my eyes. I can feel her power. And it's so beautiful because it's not her power. It is my power. It is my power that has been separated from me for lifetimes. Because I wasn't re yet ready to be able to let go, forgive, and overcome what I had been through. But now I am. I've done the inner work enough to be at a point to where my higher self, this goddess, has showed up to me once again and is ready to integrate with me and who I am today. This has all happened in the past 24 hours. And this is why I said in the beginning, this is going to be like a diary entry because you're getting a glimpse and a really deep insight into my healing journey and my journey with the Akashic Records and my journey with esoteric healing and my journey with childhood pain and trauma. And I'm going to tune back in now to Hawaii because two weeks ago, I connected in my Akashic Records to the Hawaiian Islands. Okay, two weeks ago, we're kind of backtracking. And I connected to the consciousness of the islands. And you're going, the consciousness of the Hawaiian Islands? What is that? The Hawaiian Islands are believed to be ancient Lemuria. Lemuria is believed to be the most spiritual civilization during the past cycle of Earth, of, of evolution for humanity. Lemuria held the most spiritual light and was in most, most spiritual light came through during the time of Lemuria. If you saw my Instagram post of the map that I showed you about humanity's timeline and where Lemuria stands on that timeline, you'll see Lemuria was a civilization on earth right beneath the great central sun. So they had more spiritual light coming in. The Hawaiian islands are believed to be, and I believe this, Lemuria. And I don't believe it was all of Lemuria. I believe Lemuria was bigger than the Hawaiian islands. I believe it almost engulfed the entire earth. But what's left over from that time and what holds frequency from time of Lemuria are the Hawaiian islands. 
So again, two weeks ago, I'm in my Akashic Records and the consciousness, this frequency of the Hawaiian Islands calls out to me. And my guides take me and they we journey together over the islands and I'm seeing it from a bird's eye view. I'm seeing the dark, beautiful blue ocean and the white waves crash against the sands, the, the, these creamy sands around the islands. And I'm seeing the, the clouds above the islands and the dark green lush forest of the mountainous islands. And I start downloading, I start channeling messages from the islands. And what happens is she tells me that about 50 earth years ago, 50 earth years ago, the Hawaiian Islands sent out a vibrational frequency over the earth. And it started transmitting a frequency for all those souls on earth who have a conscious or unconscious memory of their time living in Lemuria, of their time being in a civilization such as Lemuria, a call home. What happened was this frequency Hawaii sent out all over the globe for people who felt that frequency to travel back to her islands, to travel back home to Lemuria, to help rebuild and hold a high vibration for the earth while we transition into the next golden age. She's calling home her family. She is calling home those individuals around the earth that hold a frequency that Lemuria once held. And you might realize this because the Hawaiian islands themselves have a lot of international tourists and a lot of international people move to live in Hawaii. And it's really interesting because it wasn't long ago that the Hawaiian islands um, were very different. They were very, very different. There was not much tourism, right? There were not many, many people in Hawaii not that long ago. And 50 years ago, this frequency got sent out. And since then, there's been so many people flocking to these islands because they feel, they truly within feel the vibration that these islands hold. And it feels like home because if you're holding a similar vibration to Lemuria, to the Hawaiian islands, you're going to want to go there because that's where it's going to feel like home. And the Hawaiian island consciousness is sharing this information with me. And I start to say, uh, uh, am I to, to be living there? Are you calling me home? And she's like, of course. Of course. You would not be seeing this image if I wasn't calling you home. And an interesting thing that she started to do was she says, the call that I sent out for those souls on the earth to relocate, to feel the vibration of Hawaii once again, so that they can hold a higher vibration for the earth on these islands. Will they answer the call? It was this question of, it is not up to her, to the Hawaiian islands, for these souls, these individuals to answer the call. It is up for the individual to start hearing and listening for the call, that call that comes from within to return to the islands. And she asked me, she said, will you answer the call? And then 
I sat with that for a moment. The energy was super potent. So I was sitting in silence. And then she called me a name. And she said, Leona, will you answer the call? Leona, will you answer my call? And she called me by a name that she remembered my soul by. She called me by a name that she felt represented my soul and the memory that the islands have of my soul being there on the islands. She gave me that name. And so that's why Leona is what I'm going to start representing my higher self as. I was born Brittany Denise Woods for a reason. But when it comes to my higher self and integrating, integrating my higher self and working with my higher self spiritually and energetically at a soul level, my soul name that I'm, I'm and hearing from the Hawaiian Islands is Leona. And Leona is vibrationally representative of a spiritual leader, someone with a moral compass, someone who uh, adventures into the unknown because they want unknowns to come to light. So I think that it was very beautiful and such an honor and fascinating that I would be in my Akashic Records and connect to the islands in the way that I did. That was two weeks ago. So flash forward to the past 24 hours. I'm in my Akashic Records once again. I'm in my golden temple. I've met this beautiful golden goddess who really is myself. And then we're going to add in those feelings of self-worth, abundance, self-esteem, insecurities. And then we're going to add in the, the womb work, the sacral chakra work. And then we're going to add in all of those people I had to forgive and to forgive myself and to do that inner child work. And all of a sudden, the past month of uh, messages and healing that I've been receiving comes together in one big picture. All of these energetic shifts had to start consciously coming to light. My connection with Hawaii, my connection surrounding my self-worth, being able to afford to live in Lemuria and these Hawaiian islands, being able to uh, speak up for myself and stand up for myself and give a voice for myself, setting a price for what what I believe it's worth as far as readings and healings and being able to set up a life for myself so that I can afford and feel like I can afford to live on the islands, right? And then I have this goddess coming forward and integrating with myself and downloading these messages for me and saying, that fear, that insecurity, those relationships that you had to heal, that is behind you. You are not who you were 24 hours ago. You are, you are a divine goddess embodiment in this human form on earth. And you deserve abundance and you deserve what you need to fulfill a life, to be of service and to help and to keep helping and to keep being of service and to keep bringing in more of the spiritual light on earth 
all of these things you are meant to do and more. And I sat there and I said, okay, so moving forward, what am I going to need to come into my bank account so that it can go out of my bank account to be able to afford room and board in Hawaii? And I sat there and what came over me was you cannot price your your offerings based on your self-worth. Because if you do that, you will undercut yourself all over again. So that I knew. So I said, well, spirit, you know the grand plan of my life. You know what I need and when I need it most. You know what I don't need and what I can live without. You know what I'm going to need to move forward in order to achieve the life goals and the spiritual um, milestones and benchmarks of this life that I am meant to achieve. You know all of this. So in trusting that, I'm going to receive how to move forward and represent my offerings in a way that not only honors my path, but also honors the work that I do with spirit and with the divine. And they drop down a number and they drop down ideas and they drop down uh, these beautiful frequencies of love and abundance surrounding what they want for me moving forward. And I'm giving you this whole story, this whole story. I'm telling you about Hawaii. I'm telling you about me moving to Hawaii this year. I'm telling you about what messages I've received in my own Akashic Record readings as far as childhood trauma and healing that. Forgiving others and forgiving myself at such a young age for what has happened. Me being able to heal my sacral chakra and move forward with a confidence, a self-confidence that I never had before. Me integrating myself with my highest self and this goddess embodiment of myself. Reintegrating that. And all of a sudden, what starts to happen is my energy starts to change. It starts to shift. It starts to make me go a little crazy. And so today I needed to go on a run. I needed to exercise. I needed to let myself physically move the energy that is coming in through my soul, through my highest self, through the universe that's coming in and downloading into my physical body and into my auric field and into my chakras. I need to move. I need to get some exercise. I need to shake my body. So that's what I did today. All I can say is I am more prepared and more ready for what is to come in my life than I have ever, ever, ever been before. The past 24 hours of this huge healing has been absolutely a thousand times life-changing. Completely life-changing. And I am so grateful that I showed up to do the work the past year. If I had not taken a leap of faith and started giving readings and started giving more energy healing treatments and then doing that for myself, I would not today, in 2021, be ready for a move to Hawaii or be ready to start healing deep-rooted trauma. I wouldn't be. This whole podcast, if I could end it on one note, it would be to take that leap of faith. To take that leap of faith to start a business, to go after your dreams, to start writing that book, 
Take that leap of faith to start expressing yourself. Because once you do that, doors that you never even knew were there, doors that you never even knew existed will start opening. Because that is saying with my free will, with all that I have to offer in this life, I am going for it. I am pushing forward in a direction that my soul has longed for me to move in that direction, like getting water in a drought. And the universe goes, okay, the pupil is ready and the masters come, the teachers come, the healing comes, the messages come. So take that leap of faith because the doors that you don't even know are there will start opening for you. I promise you that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and showing up and allowing me to share my story or a part of my story so that you yourself can begin a healing journey that you're ready for. Remember, you can't rush your healing. That is a divine timing. That is all in divine timing. What you can do is take a leap of faith and move in a direction to where you know deep within you're ready to go. Ready to go in that direction. You're being called in that direction. And the doors will start opening for you. Thank you for listening. Happy 2021. (laughs) First week of 2021, I was sick. I thought I had COVID-19. I was negative for COVID-19. And you know what? It was me going through a healing. It was me going through such a huge healing process that I am here today sharing this story with you because of that. So thank you for listening. I am sending you the biggest hug. I wish you the best year to come. And I'll see you in the next podcast, which will probably be two weeks from now. Have a beautiful day. Enjoy it and live your life to the absolute fullest.